Hello, and welcome to our very first Bloomfield Township Police Department podcast. I'm Chief James Gallagher, and we are here to uh, talk to our community about our community readiness. Uh, here with me today is Captain Dan Edwards, uh, our administrative captain here at Bloomfield Township Police Department. Uh, Dan's been with our agency for over 30 years, uh, serving multiple roles, uh, been a supervisor now longer than when he was actually a patrolman. Uh, and, and Dan leads our recruiting team and our hiring for our, our agency. So our purpose of our podcast is to speak about community readiness and to update the community about our police department and, and things that we have going on that make a difference in our, in our community. Uh, we recognize that our community are our extra set of eyes and that we need the partnership with our community to, to have a safe and effective police department. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about our, our recruiting efforts. And uh, with, with me is again, Captain Edwards. Um, Dan, let's, let's talk about why we have so many openings now um, in our agency and why we're forecasted to have so many openings here in the near future. Well, first of all, thanks for the nice introduction, Chief. And uh, we do have a lot of openings coming up. And we a couple months ago, we sat down and realized that we have 11 openings coming up in the next 11 months, which is a huge percentage for our department, our size. And so it's a big recruiting effort. So the Chief gave us the authority to look outside the box and come up with some new plans on recruiting. And one of the reasons that we have these shortages is because, well, two reasons, I think, because of attrition and uh, because of a millage. And a millage got voted in back in August and we were able to reinstitute some officers and we're gonna re bring back our traffic unit. And also um, our attrition started probably back in the 60s, which we talked about recently, where we have a lot of officers that stay for 30 years. So they stayed from, they hired on in the 60s, stayed for 30 years. And, and then in the 90s, we had another big hiring cycle. And then now again, 30 years later, which just kind of goes to show that we have a department where people stay for uh, their whole career. And which has now entered us into this cycle where we're having a lot of retirements. And so it's an exciting time for us. It is an exciting time. And, and we you know the other day we were um, prepping for promotions in our agency and uh, preparing our annual report and we realized that there was over about 200 years of experience or, or even leadership experience that we lost over the last year uh, with retirements um, with several of our administrative staff and, and strong leaders in our department and and we've recognized the importance of rebuilding the leadership but at the line level officer and preparing them now to be um, you know you know future leaders of the agency and and being leaders at the level that they are, they're serving our community. Uh, sometimes, a lot of times, the, the officers on the road have just as much of an impact as we do as leaders of the organization. If not, let's be real, they have more of an impact yeah. with their day-to-day -day communications with our residents of Bloomfield Township. Um, one of the things we created here, and more recently, is a recruiting team. Um, can we, let's talk about why we did that what's the importance of including our, our officers who, again, that are on work on the road every single day? Well, I'm excited about our recruiting team. We did get 12 officers from various levels in the department, from the newest level up to lieutenants that are on the team. And we had a big task in front of us to hire 11 new officers in the next 11 months. And it, um, 
with that, we brought in a lot of new ideas um, from outside of law enforcement. We brought in Dave Wassman, who's uh, been a resident of Bloomfield Township for 20 years and owns his own marketing company. And he gave us a lot of advice on how we can market ourselves better with looking for long leads and short leads and uh, Facebook ads and doing a lot of stuff that cops just don't think about. And we also brought in Carrie Lazat, the new director of the cable studio, who's helping us to produce videos to help get our message out and what our department is all about and to be able to get that out. And we also do ride-alongs at our department where we're bringing in somebody who's qualified to work at our department and has applied for our department. We let them come in and do a ride-along with our officers, which I think has been a great program that's been implemented recently that allows people to see what we're all about and see what the culture of our department is. And I think that's one of our best recruiting tools is when somebody can see the inside of our agency and what we're all about. Yeah, and and we see it. I mean, when you applied here, how many people applied? Uh, I think I was with 90 people that took the test to hire in for four positions. Yeah, and I think when I hired on in 2000 was very similar, 100 people for, well, I think there was two spots yeah. well, with Lieutenant Pizzuti and I. Um, Compared to what we interviewed last week, how many? Yeah, we interviewed uh, nine people for two spots. Yeah, as we have two openings right now, but, but with the traffic unit, we're hoping to add our four more. Yep. Um, and then we have potential of four to six retirements here from June on until January of next year. Um, what, why do we have to recruit so early in the phase um, it, to, to get people in? I mean, how long does it take us to train somebody to get them to be a solo road patrol officer to, to replace that experience that we have. I think recruiting is more difficult now because nationally how people look at law enforcement isn't as favorable. It used to be a career that a lot of people wanted to go to. Now it's just less people are interested in going into law enforcement. So we have to market ourselves and let people know what the profession really is all about. And I think Carrie's doing a good job helping us with that. And. Uh, yeah, and you know, for our, for our residents, they need to know too that we are we listen to what happens across the country. We 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 do reflect on on those incidents um, and try to make the changes where necessary. Or um, if the narrative is, you know, kind of a false narrative or or an, a misunderstood narrative, maybe that we try to correct that in the best transparent way we can. Um, what do you think makes Bloomfield Township a place where people want to work as police officers? Well, I think our mission statement has a lot to do with that, which our mission statement is to preserve the peace and protect the community with fairness, integrity, pride, and respect. And that word respect is really important in our agency. I think we just got a millage approved by the residents, which goes to show how the residents respect the type of work that we do in our department. And our, our officers are told every day to respect the community. And within our agency also, which is one of the reasons the ride-along program is so popular, is because the respect that the officers show each other and the respect that the command staff shows the officer and just the respect that we have in-house creates a good culture within our department. And I think that attracts people and it makes it a great place to work and it, we provide a good service to the community because we do it right do the right thing yeah and, and you know we talked about the recruitment efforts and we, you know we are unique in the way that as an agency we do require a bachelor's degree um to be employed here and and that kind of takes down some of our um 
possible candidates that we would see. Uh, but that is something that we believe is very important for our community as it's really reflective of our community. Um, and you know, no disrespect to anybody, but we do kind of hire a more mature officer um, and hopefully wants to come work with an agency who's respected that way. Um, and those ride-alongs have been nothing but spectacular for our department. I, I know for uh, after debriefing with our guys who did interview panels last week, that was one of the things that they said, and several of the uh, uh, potential candidates said, was that the way they felt welcomed in our department from the time they walked in the front door, they just weren't sat, you know, sat in the lobby until we were ready for them. We brought them in, we gave them a tour of our, our facility, we communicated with our command staff, and they could see those relationships that we build and that we pride ourselves on, really. And, you know, some of that is also getting ourselves out there. We have several of our members who, you know, teach for the police academies, uh, who teach leadership. Um, we, you know, we, we allow our officers in those in situations such as Oxford to respond to that situation. MSU, we were prepared to respond to, and we did. We sent our therapy, our therapy dog and our community relations officers out to those places where we get our name out there and people want to see that we're going to support a greater community as well. When you look at MSU, that's different than um, some of the active shooter incidents we've had in our areas because we, that, we have so many of our residents who are affected. Um, with children there, and our own our own agency had uh, children in that at, at MSU. Um, so for us, to, I, I think that's something that candidates might look for as well. Is you know, while we also protect Bloomfield Township, we recognize there's a regional effort or a statewide effort when it's needed, um, and I think that's an important. It's important for our residents to know that we're we're willing to help. We're because we'll accept that help if you know if, if we have a tragedy here. So and I think uh, that bachelor's degree requirement that you brought up is important. We are one of the few agencies that require that. And I, it does add to the professionalism of our organization, just gives people a better start when they come on board. And it adds a lot to our agency. I think. Yeah. And we talk about the mission statement, but what our core values are also part of that. And there is one additional one to, to the four that you mentioned, which was accountability. And, and we believe in holding ourselves accountable to our community um, that, that at large, uh, that we are self-reflective. We are accredited agency um, where we do self-reflect regularly to make sure that we are pro providing best-in-class services. And I think those ride-alongs and the and the you know when we've hired lateral transfers um, from other agencies, they've been such a value to us in in, in that recruiting effort and getting our our brand out there. Um, and, and it's sad that we have to brand ourselves as a police agency, but we do. We are competing with several other stellar agencies and ones that we respect greatly um, for the same people, um, which, which makes it a little more difficult. Um, something that I think our residents uh, will be interested in is the kind of ongoing training we provide our officers um, from the time. Talk a little bit about the beginning training when we hire somebody on and then the ongoing training as training falls under your, your command at, at the police department. Well, I think the amount of training that we invest in an officer shows how much we care about the officers and we want to give them the tools to be able to do their job right. And talking about recruiting, it's a really important thing for an officer to realize he's coming to a professional agency if he's thinking about coming here or her. And um, the amount of training that we invest in them, the starts out when they walk in the front door with the FTO program, the field training officer, we pair them up with an experienced officer who knows how to do the job and does it right. And that field training officer, it's four months with a different officer and they 
work with the new recruit through every daily task that they have to do and teach them how to do absolutely everything and that that direct hand holding and direct oversight gives them a good foundation to be have all the tools that they need to be a good police officer and then mm -hmm. it carries on from there with our we send them out to a lot of outsourced training but one of the parts that I'm the most proud of is our in-house training program where we have officers within our department that they excel in a certain area and they are giving the authority to lead their section of training and we have a lot of different sections of training that an officer kind of every encounter that they will deal with with somebody from the community and it it starts with the very basics of intrinsic bias training we want everybody to understand their own intrinsic bias and how that comes out when they interact with somebody of a different race or different ethnicity and that's a really important starting point in our training. And then it goes to de-escalation, and that is kind of woven in the fabric of all of our training, where when somebody calls 911 and wants the police to come, it's usually one of the most emotional experiences they have in their life. And so police officers that respond there need to understand their emotions and try to help them to de-escalate. And I know that's been a buzzword nationally in law enforcement yeah. lately, and it's been a part of our training for years and we still focus on it and make sure it's touched in our training. And in our training, as it advances on, it also goes into hands-on training, defensive tactics, we call that. And then there's scenario training that we do where we put officers through realistic scenarios that are high-risk incidents and give them an opportunity in a safe training environment to go through these high-risk scenarios and get exposure to some of these real low frequency events that they don't see that often, but it can be, you know, life changing stuff that officers are confronted with and getting, having this high level of training that we do and the professionalism that we do and investing back in our officers, I think is one of the things that makes our department excellent. Yeah. And, and we allow officers from every level of the organization to participate in those or be trainers in those areas. Um, so we're teaching our own and, and we take it very seriously. There's no time for jokes and there's no time for playing. Um, you know, yeah, we have our good times still. We want, we want the camaraderie, and, and, but, but when it comes to use of force, when it comes to uh, respect and dignity of, of our residents, of our visitors here, we take that very seriously. And that's one thing I think, again, when we talk about um, our training, is we, we, we talk about as an administrative team all the time, is teaching that leadership skills, the emotional intelligence skills of self-respect, you know, self-management and self-awareness, um, knowing when when we're, we're getting to that point where we need to take a step back or adrenaline's too much. Um, those are all things that, that we focus on as an agency. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very lucky to have a supportive township administration. And when I say that, I'm talking elected officials, including our trustees, who recognize and, and actually want to come and see our trainings, uh, want to be part of some of our trainings so that they are aware of the tools, the equipment, um, and the funding that we may ask for in the future or, or currently to make these things happen. Uh, it, they can't happen without the support of, of, of what we call our community, and that's our whole township community. Um, so, and, and again, the millage was a big deal, so, so we appreciate that. Um, our defensive tactics training we talk about, um, 
you know, we, one of our own officers, Scott, uh, Officer Shuknik, is now ru running that. And we're now training what we used to train quarterly, correct? Mm -hmm. um, we're doing really monthly. Uh, whether and whether it's for 10 minutes or half an hour to an hour, we're running through some of these scenarios or, or these techniques that we may use. Uh, what's the purpose for that? Why, why do we do that? Well, I think there's been a lot of videos that have circulated nationally where you see examples of defensive tactics that weren't used properly and incidents escalated to citizens getting injured and officers getting charged criminally. And I think there's a lot of steps that compound that add to these incidents, but one step that we can do to work to prevent it is having appropriate tactics, defensive tactics, we call it, where techniques where officers, when they have to go hands-on with somebody and put the handcuffs on them, that they use the appropriate techniques and they know how to do it and they're comfortable with it. And again, we invest in our officers, which you know, Scott Shutnik came up to your office with his proposal of how he can make our department better. And, we listened to his recommendation and he had a great idea and it's been very successful and it's where he brings every single officer in or every single person in our department into his defensive tactics training and once a month goes through these incidents and he's got a progressive training that's developing their skills each month and he's been doing it for a year now and um, he's ready to he's made a proposal to advance the training to the next level and it's uh, increase the knowledge and increase the professionalism of our department and giving them more tools to be able to do their job more proficiently. And I think it's, uh, especially nationally, what you've seen on the news, it's really important thing that's happened within our department. And you know, a lot of credit goes to that officer for making that happen. Yeah. And our, our, our trainers take their job seriously. And, and that's the one nice part about it is, you know, as, as we've gone through our, our promotional processes and uh, with some of our guys, that, that's, that's a common theme of, of the training that they, they receive. And that's important um, as we talk about hiring new people that they know once they get comfortable being a police officer, we're going to listen to them. Um, we're going to take their ideas. We, and, and if we can implement them and they're a great idea, then that's a great, you know, a great opportunity for them to be heard and we take some ownership of the agency themselves. Um, again, we, we reserve the chairs we sit in. Our job is to prepare the next generation uh, to replace us. So, um, we talk about training, um, but we know, you know, when you and I started, benefits were a little bit different and, and things of that nature. So with the new generations coming into law enforcement, we need to provide meaning to their to, to the job for them and opportunity. And we, and we talk about opportunity. Um, talk about some of the other specialized units that we might have um, or that we do have um, and our own internal units, like our detective bureau or our school liaisons. You know, we, we try to partner with our community as best way with providing, you know, combining resources to get the best for Bloomfield Township? I think that is a important thing. I think we have a really good size agency that there's, if you're too small, you don't have the opportunities. If you're too big, you get lost in the shuffle and your ideas aren't heard by administration. And I, I think we are small enough that we can listen to our officers and listen to some feedback. And we also are reflective of the community and we listen to what the community says and and uh, but as far as our specialized units we're working on getting a traffic unit back up and running which has been a successful uh, part of our township for a, a lot of time. years we get a lot of complaints of speeding cars which I'm sure will be in one of your future <laughs> coffees with the chiefs 
um, especially when summertime comes around. People are concerned about the speeding issues in the neighborhoods. And uh, without a traffic unit, it's just a little bit harder to be responsive to those um, calls. But we're doing the best we can now, but I think coming forward, uh, we'll be able to do better with that. And again, thanks to the community for that one. Yeah, right. And we have an officer assigned to an undercover drug unit, which is part of Oakland County's team, which is a great opportunity. We rotate that officer in and out of there, so he does a three-year stint in that. And we have an officer in a surveillance unit, which is undercover and follows around bad guys and catches a lot of bad guys. Um, and we have a canine unit, which um, we're very, very proud of that. They represent our department well. They do a lot of community uh, events. And we have a member in the FBI task force, two different FBI task force, uh, violent crimes one and uh, ID theft one, which ID theft is a big problem in our community. We have a lot of uh, fraud, which hopefully that'll be another <laughs> in your future. Yeah, that's, we just heard some about that today. Yes, we did. Um, there's, so there's a lot of opportunities in a lot of different areas. And yeah, and we have our you own You mentioned detective the detective bill yeah. also, which we have six members in there. We have two school liaison officers which work directly with the schools. Um, and we have Nick Soley, who's uh, our community liaison officer. Yeah. And you mentioned the canine program here. Um, you know, fun fact, we have what, one of the oldest canine programs, if not the oldest canine program in the county. Uh, back in the, I think, 60s, we had like almost seven dogs. We're down to two. We don't need seven. Um, but it, it's a, a little fun fact for, um, for the residents. Uh, how can people find out more if they're interested in working with us? Want to be part of our family. Well, if you're interested in becoming a police officer at Bloomfield Township, we would be happy to have you meet one of our recruiters and learn more about our agency and go to bloomfieldtownship.org and there's directions on there on how you can apply and uh, get signed up for meeting our recruiters and hopefully learning more about our agency. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be excited to meet with you and we have recruiters who are willing to speak with anybody um, and, and we want you know residents and we want to spread the word about what a great profession law enforcement is, and um, we've had a great, we've had great careers, and we hope to, you know, share that knowledge and, and experience with other people. So, Dan, I thank you for coming today uh, for my first podcast, for your first podcast. Well, thank you for the so, opportunity yes. to come on here. Uh, we look forward to future uh, conversations. All right, thanks. We'll take a break. Welcome back to our Community Readiness Podcast. Again, I'm Chief Gallagher, and I wanted to update us on some recent cases that we've been involved in. Uh, Captain Edwards and I spoke of our outside units or our special specialized units that we are part of, and one of them is our Troy Special Investigations Unit. That's a multi-jurisdictional task force, a surveillance task force that specializes in, in investigating serious crime, typically felonies in nature. Uh, and in one recent case, uh, all of Southeast Michigan was being uh, targeted for vehicle thefts, uh, larcenies from vehicles, uh, where people were rummaging through unlocked vehicles and driveways uh, and stealing vehicles, uh, most of them with the key fobs in the left in the vehicles. This occurred mostly from October through January, uh, time frame. And it's not uncommon for multiple crews uh, not to be associated with each other uh, to be out targeting specific areas. But this specific crew, uh, as we call it, was targeting 
everywhere around us, Macomb County, Oakland County, Wayne County. Uh, we were able to identify some suspects in that case uh, through various investigative techniques. Unfortunately, we don't give all the investigative techniques away. Um, we don't want our the criminals to know all of our investigative techniques, and sometimes they, they do learn of them, so we have to be creative. Uh, but in this case, uh, one of the credit cards was stolen, uh, was used in a gas station, and we were able to identify some vehicles that were involved. Uh, that case uh, then progressed and, and surveillance was established on the individuals, and we were able to arrest the individuals shortly after they had uh, st stolen a few cars here in Bloomfield Township. Um, the, the Troy Special Investigations Unit is comprised of officers from Auburn Hills Police Department, Birmingham Police Department, Royal Oak Police Department, uh, obviously Troy Police Department because that, that's who houses it. They are the supervision agency of that. Um, and all of us partner together and assign an officer to that unit uh, to conduct the surveillance. Our detective bureaus may get a case. We will work in partnership with them. The case remains with the local jurisdiction that where it originated. So in this case, the vehicles were stolen out of Bloomfield Township, so we handled our portion of it. These individuals were uh, subsequently arrested. Multiple search warrants were executed at residents uh, where they were staying and identified. We were able to recover several stolen vehicles from other jurisdictions. We recovered so several stolen firearms, right around five. Um, and each of those individuals have been, now been arrested and arraigned through the courts. All of them received high bonds, uh, especially one of the considerations when we consider that is the amount of crimes that they've committed in the local jurisdictions. Uh, so they, they are being held in well of a million dollars combined bond. And the importance to, to bring these things up is as a community, is in, and we are a safe community in Bloomfield Township, but it just shows how the regional crime affects every jurisdiction. And that's the important aspect of assigning members to these specialized units. Our Oakland County Narcotics Enforcement Team, uh, if any type of drug-related activity, fentanyl is, is and methamphetamines are, uh, are huge right now in our communities, and, it, and we're not immune to it. It may not be publicized as much as, as other communities, and we may not have as, as the frequency of it, but we do. So having members as part of the Oakland County Narcotics Enforcement Team is fantastic. And then in the event that we do have a major crime in Bloomfield Township, whether you know in the rare instant we may have a homicide, we can pull officers from all of these agencies. Uh, we have something called the Major Case Assistance Team, which is seven or eight departments that will loan detectives to each agency in the event that that happens, obviously because the first 48 hours uh, of those types of crimes are critical to solving them. Uh, and there's so much more to be done than just what four to five people can do. Um, with these types of things, Bloomfield Township sees a, a large amount of financial crimes. Uh, we are a wealthier community. White collar crime uh, hits wealthier communities. And th so that's something we need our residents to be aware of uh, and the, the, the things that they can safe keep. People should not, if, if our residents, especially the elderly, get phone calls, no bank and no financial institution is going to call and ask for your birth date or your social security number. They're calling you. They should know who they are. No police department's going to call and tell you that you have a warrant for your arrest or the IRS isn't going to put a warrant for your arrest and, and call you and tell you to give us $5,000 over the phone to, to solve, to, you know, get out of some kind of trouble. Um, you know, we have, most of these crimes occur, they come from over, uh, out of the country, but they'll call and pretend that they're a grandchild and they'll have a grandchild's name or they'll spoof, which, which means uh, 
copy our phone numbers uh, that and act as if they're one of us because they can get our information online about who, who what officers work in Bloomfield Township. None of that information should ever be given over the phone. If there's ever a question, we need you to call our police department, the non-emergency line, and we will absolutely send a car out or we will verify that Bloomfield Township doesn't have a warrant for your arrest. Um, Specifically, uh, we were at a meeting today alone, and the FBI was there talking about the financial crimes and the increase to our elderly population. Um, however they get the information, the bad guys know it, uh, and they're able to call our residents. And, you know, we, we just learned of a couple cases where, where one of our residents may have been scammed out of $175,000. Uh, another one was $1.5 million um, from a local jurisdiction. And the the, the callers are very convincing. They know how this, this, the game works, and they can confuse people, um, especially our elderly residents, into, into giving up their life savings. And the bad part is, we usually can't get that money back. Uh, if it's through a bank, it might be insured, but when you're willingly giving it uh, to a criminal over the phone, it's very hard to get that money back. And it's, it's, it's depressing to see somebody's life savings um, get wiped out over a simple phone call. So we rec we encourage our residents, whether they are uh, have elderly parents, to contact their local agencies or provide information to their parents, even if they don't live in Bloomfield Township, uh, of this awareness, because there is a, a, a spike in it right now, and the FBI made us aware about it today. Another one is the ID theft um, complaints. There's a lot of ID theft going on. Uh, mail theft, where people can get the information. Our information is so easy to, to get online. Just protect yourself with, with good passwords. Uh, again, nobody's going to call and ask you to, to tap into your computer or fix your computer over the phone. Uh, that just doesn't happen, but we see it on a regular basis. Um, as we go along with our community readiness uh, podcast, hopefully we'll have some other cases to discuss. There have been some other uh, major cases uh, with the Troy Special Investigations Unit. There was a big case uh, just two weekends ago where uh, subjects were, came in from out of state to break into a pharmacy, and Bloomfield Township fielded a tip on that information along with the D uh, Drug Enforcement DEA, uh, and we were able to, th that information was able to be turned over to the Troy Police Department, and they were able to make a coordinated arrest with multiple agencies. Um, and again, with their specialized unit, it's just an asset to our community. So I want to thank you today for attending our Community Readiness Podcast. We look forward to future conversations uh, and on the great things that we are doing in Bloomfield Township. And if there's anything we can do, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to our police department. Uh, our phone number, our non-emergency number is 248-433-7755. Thank you and have a good day.